0: at a time it does not deceive you we are recording the daily financial news at 6:45 a.m sunday morning the reason i'm doing this is i have a wonderful guest scheduled for 7 a.m and i thought it was important for us to continue our daily activity if you follow one rental at a time you take my advice focus in daily discipline so i look at this as an opportunity to show you That, hey, when you have a busy day, get up earlier. I only ask for 20 minutes. Look at your buy box. Document what's changing. Today is an example of me living what I preach. So again, Sunday, August 2nd, August, August, October 2nd. Wow, I want it to be the summer again, October 2nd. I hope you have a wonderful day. I know a lot of folks won't catch this one live because we've been so attuned to 730, but sometimes... You just need to do it on the fly. So here we go. Let's talk about the Fed. Right, I think the Fed is on a mission to do four things. Right, the Fed will talk about getting inflation from 8.3 headline, 6.3 core, to the magical 2%. That's what the Fed will say. That is what you and I will hear. But I want you to know Behind that goal, they know that four things must happen. These four things don't feel good. These four things suck. These four things hurt lots and lots of people. I understand. It's still going to happen. I don't like it, but it is going to happen, and it is better to understand and prepare than be caught flat-footed and surprised so the first thing that is going on you are likely witnessing almost every day we are starting to see negative wealth effect it is most obvious in crypto and in the stock market we took out the june bottoms we now i think clearly are going to see an earnings recession we are going to see earnings collapse we are going to see perhaps more pain i did confirm with dan it looks like he got power yesterday. So hopefully we will be able to speak with Dan today at ten o'clock uh, more on that later. But again, negative wealth effect is real. It is it scares consumers. The reality is when your stock portfolio is up, you feel good. When your stock portfolio is down, you don't feel good. So again, this is absolutely coming, and it is not nearly done. We haven't seen panic, capitulation, anything of that nature. It is coming. Could it be? With an Apple miss, could it be with a Tesla miss? These two seem to be the last almost cult-like stocks. And if those two get taken out and the cult runs the other way, that might be capitulation day where the VIX spikes to 40 or 50 or 60. VIX is the volatility index. Next, unemployment. Unemployment, right? Jerome Powell told us in Jackson Hole that pain is coming. You know, reality or not, most people don't own stocks. Most people don't own crypto. We are going to see unemployment go up. That will be the most obvious sign to the average person. Again, we are lucky in that we get a weekly, almost pulse-like check, right? Every Thursday, I think it's 6.30 a.m. or 6 a.m., we get the unemployment claims watch that we will talk about it every week probably for the next year the numbers to watch is does it spike to over 300 over 350 it has been under 250 and last week under 200 that just means the job market is strong unemployment is going up even the fed in their dot plot sees unemployment going to about four and a half between you and i that is a joke We are going over five, and it would not surprise me. It's not my base case, but it is certainly possible that we take this thing all the way to 6%. Again, it doesn't make me feel good to say this. There'll be millions of people unemployed. I get it, but you have to understand and be prepared, not surprised. Next, GDP, growth, gross domestic product. We've already seen two negative quarters, Q1, Q2. Early indications, again, we just finished Q3 as it will be slightly positive, but we will have negative quarters. We will have a recession. We will grow below trend. 2023 is not shaping up to be a good year, but we have to pay the price. I would add, I would rather pay the price in a short window than drag this out over a decade. Trust me when I say we, all of us, do not want to repeat the 70s. I would much rather collapse that into a two, three year period so we can get out of this and we can grow and we can be happier together. Because if we don't beat this thing and it stays with us for a decade, that's just going to be cumulatively much, much, much worse. And then, hey, how about cash? A lot of folks uh, in the low rate environment thought cash was trash. I don't know about you, but uh, when you look at the investments on January 1st of this year, cash is doing really, really well. Yes, cash has seen some deterioration from inflation, no doubt, but it's not down 30% or 40% or 50% like many, many other investments. Cash is options on opportunity. I have been pairing. You and I have been talking for a couple of years now about the real estate slowdown, about getting your list of assets to buy in a a bear market. Our time is coming. The bad times are here. Appreciate it, understand it. This is a wonderful time to have opportunity. Some of you are ready, we've talked about it, we've given advice. Some of you haven't taken action yet. Take action, do something, get prepared, stop buying dumb things, do the work, look for assets, gain a skill, this could be a great opportunity. You could have life-changing deals in, in assets. But you have to be willing to do the work, pull the trigger, and have the liquidity to, to take action. Next, uh, looks like there is a list of states that are the least popular to move to. One of the things that we've seen during the pandemic is migration. We have seen a concentration. We have seen exits from the coastal cities to others. It's funny that there is a list of states with the least migration in. Let's go backwards. Number five, Connecticut. I believe Matt the Lumberjack tells us that Connecticut has very, very high prices, or I'm sorry, high taxes. I don't know if that's true. New York, very high taxes. Illinois, very high taxes. California. Let me just tell you, very high taxes. And finally, New Jersey. I don't have any knowledge of New Jersey. What's up with New Jersey? Why is it the least popular state to move to? But yes, I probably would have guessed three out of those five. I don't think I would have gotten Connecticut or or, uh, New Jersey, but California, Illinois, and New York are pretty easy. We have seen lots of net migration out. We have seen real concentration on bad policy. Lots of people are leaving. So again, five um, states that people are migrating, not migrating to. Friday jobs number, the most important number of the week, the economic number of the week is on Friday. It will be what's called September jobs. How many jobs were created in the month of September? One of the reasons I believe that no one will call Q1, Q2 a recession of this year is because of job creation. Yes, I understand that most of you know about the two negative quarters of GDP rule of thumb. That is a rule of thumb, a very good rule of thumb. It's been right the last 10 times, but it is a rule of thumb nonetheless. The complexities around calling a recession are very detailed. There are four or five metrics that are key. One of them is employment. And you can't average 300 jobs 300,000 jobs created over six months and call that a recession. We will know shortly, they will make the call in the next three to four months, but I just don't see it. So that means what happened in September? I've drawn a line at 200,000. If we have less than 200,000, the Fed may look at that as, hey, the, the employment market is cracking. Because to date, the average for the last eight months has been 256 or 59, let's call it 260,000. So if we come in below that, significantly below that, it might be a sign that the Fed can say, hey, we're finally having an impact. However, if it comes in above 200,000, it's just yet another sign that they're going to bang us with 75 and bang us with 50 this year. That's where we're at. So Friday's job number will be important. Let me know what you think. Do you want to take the over or the under? I think I'll I'll take the over. I think uh, the job market is going to show more than 200,000 jobs created. But let me know what you think. Leave comments below. Zombie companies. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a lot of zombie companies. What is a zombie company? Essentially, think of a zombie company as someone who can't produce enough profit to pay the interest payment on debt. Think about that. You do not make enough net profit to pay the interest on your debt. How about this? You do not have enough income to pay the interest payment on your credit card. So what do you do? You borrow more. Well, zombie companies don't, the, the, the lending window is closed. It is estimated by Docha Bank that 25% of companies currently listed are zombies. By comparison, in the great dot-com crash that crushed me, 6% of companies were estimated to be zombies. Think about that for a minute. 400% more companies are zombies. It makes sense. We just left two years of record low interest rate. The lending window is open nobody thought there was any risk. Guess what, folks? We are going to see bankruptcies, forced, like forced marriages, right? Stick together, like take two bad companies, smash them together and hope they can do better. You will see technology acquisitions. It is going to be So again, this is very interesting. An example of a zombie company. This is not me doing the math. This is just reporting. Carvana, Peloton, AMC, and GameStop. Yeah, zombie companies. Yep, Can't. sorry, folks, can't borrow money. You got to figure it out, slash, cut, all of those things. White-collar recession. Folks, you can go back on the Daily Financial News and realize that about three months ago, I warned you that I believe the incoming recession would be focused on white collar. I do not think this will be a blue collar led recession. I think the trades, blue collar, the service industry are going to do just fine. White collar, you're in trouble. I know a lot of you don't wanna hear that. A lot of you are used to the last decade where it's easy to change jobs. Hey, I'm an engineer. I got a computer science degree from this university. Well folks, when you have Facebook, Google, all these other companies talking about cash burn, there will be uh, there will be layoffs. Most of you don't see it coming, so be prepared. Get close to revenue. Stay on main products. Don't work on these next generation things that could get cut by some CFO in a room like that. Be careful. And then finally, I don't know if you've seen what's going on in the UK. I am not a UK expert. I will never be a UK expert. But I read something yesterday that frightened me. Again, I'm only reporting what I read. Apparently in the UK, it is not uncommon to get a two-year adjustable rate mortgage. They call it two-year fixed two-year fix folks if you don't remember what caused the housing crash in the united states it was these two-year teaser loans if it is true and the uk lives on two-year adjustable rate mortgages and people are forced to refi or recast or whatever the right vernacular is there is going to be a problem the uk is in for some pain You have seen their currency come down. You just saw perhaps a Lehman moment last week with pension. Why are pension funds using derivatives? Have we not learned our lessons? Go back and look at what happened to AIG back in the day. It was the derivatives, which Warren Buffett once called weapons of mass destruction. Apparently, the UK pensions had derivatives to amplify their returns because, hey, nobody can make money in a low-rate environment. Then those derivatives went bad, the bonds got cut, and they were on the cusp of default liquidation, closure, whatever, not good. But what is happening now, as interest rates rise, the the housing market is in trouble. Owners of homes with these two-year adjustable rate mortgages are in trouble. I got this, I do not know this lender. It was just reported in the article I read. Virgin money, I guess it's like a bank or a lender, On Wednesday, their two-year arm was 4.15%. By Friday, 48 hours later, it was 5.29%. One of the reasons that I think the U.S. housing market, at least for the next six months, right, phase two of the housing crash in transactions is right now. The reason that I see that is supply destruction. We, heading into this crisis, had 98% of loans fixed for 30 years. That gives sellers options, freedom, lack of stress. It appears that the UK doesn't have that based on an article or two that I've read. If you know anybody in the UK that wants to talk UK mortgage market or has experience, please leave a comment below. I would love to speak with them. Uh, There's a lot of things going on in the debt market, mortgages, Canada, I think, does five years, Australia, New Zealand. Just like the 1970s, where the Fed had, or central banks, all central banks had to raise rates, it is going to get uncomfortable. It is going to get painful. Uh, There's a lot of stress coming. So folks, just wanted to get this done for you. I'm going to go do my interviews at 7, 9, and 10, just for you. Uh, Let this be an example of doing the work, getting up early. Have a wonderful Sunday. It is October 2nd. Bye-bye.